This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Everyone loves Mint Mobile, and it's time for more Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. If you say a word too much, it doesn't sound like a word anymore. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Did you know Mint Mobile has unlimited talk and text? Everyone knows Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows you can save with Mint Mobile. M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash distractible. Use distractible. Use the slash distractible. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash distractible. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month for the first three months only. Speed slower than 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Good evening, gentle listener, and welcome to Distractable. This episode, meticulous Mark hosts and gives a free ass shot, justifies the Jetsons and boob-finding baby planes. Wolfish Wade blames his baldness on radiation and threatens to leave the great U.S. of A. Banal Bob plays tech support, debunks the Super Bowl conspiracy, and is scared of flying skunks. From Nutella cheeseburgers to another stuffing... Yes, it's time for I Can Fly. Now sit back and prepare to be distracted and enjoy the show. Hi, welcome back to Distractable. Ignore the noises that are occurring. There's just people with two dual sanders, like orbital sanders, just going ham outside the house. Just I'm a little surprised you didn't immediately just throw that on Wade. Not, what? No. Why would I just blame things on Wade? That's not... Oh, and I can't hear Wade. Wait, what? Are you doing a bit or are you accidentally muted? Well, it was a bit the last sentence. I forgot I muted myself. <laughs> <laughs> Wade looked right into the camera. was just like... <laughs> and I was like, oh, he, must be, he must be doing this for some reason, but this is going somewhere. It's got to be a bit. Yeah, I heard a very different noise. Uh, well, you know, I'll talk about during small talk, Mark. Thank yeah. you for hosting us. Hello. Oh, yes, you're welcome. I'm always happy to uh, host this podcast, this glorious podcast that everyone is lovely listening to. If you've never listened and or watched this podcast before, hey, welcome. If you didn't know you could watch this podcast, you can watch video on Spotify. Thank you, everybody so much for joining this is a podcast of ridiculousness with some organization i'm going to be the host for today the host changes every episode unless something crazy happens um usually it's me often it's bob rarely it's wade but those episodes are just more special for the occurrences when they happen once in a blue moon you know <laughs> wade's ideas are just so dense and thoughtful and entertaining we need to we need to spread them out really i'm feeling pretty special Thinly spread at this point. You guys are like a nice sandwich, and I'm the little one half a scoop of jelly that was left in the jar to put on it. See, I was thinking of BLT, and in my mind, Palace, you just spread jelly on the BLT, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, just like that. Yeah. You're like the thin layer of Nutella I like to put on all my bacon cheeseburgers. Uh, but how that host is determined is based on the judge, who is the host of the current episodes, judgment and personal preference in a lot of ways. And also bribes are still in effect. I just want to remind people that bribes are always an option. Uh, but this week, we're going to be starting... Starting it in an unusual fashion, we're going to be starting with small talk. Oh boy, uh, a lot of great things, a lot of great things. Um, did you know radon is a thing and there's systems that mitigate it? And boy, when those systems go wrong and they buzz for like four or five seconds and make a horrible kicking noise every four minutes throughout all of your entire life, and you can even hear it in your bedroom and you're trying to go to sleep and like you get that moment where it's like, uh, uh, kind of wakes your ass up real quick. So, man, I'm on a kick. Uh, who needs coffee energy drinks when you have radon mitigation? Can you just turn it off? Apparently I can unplug it. I found that out today. Yeah. 
you should have, I guess, if you have a basement or you're near water or whatever else, like a little radon detection at very at very least. If you do have high radon, mitigation is important because radon can uh, eventually lead to lung cancer and other bad things. You don't want that. So Radon is a radioactive gas that has no smell, color, or taste produced from the natural radioactive decay of uranium, which is found in all rocks and soils. That was eBay. <laughs> How much? Uh, so are you on a list now for searching eBay for radon? I don't think so. I don't think radon is really something you could buy in bulk. It's a it's a, a gas that seeps into basements. I don't think it's... Well, you haven't gone to Costco or Sam's and looked for it. I was at Costco today. Didn't have any radon. Well, that's unfortunate. So weight is irradiated. I mean, I have lenses that are somewhat radioactive, but I think it's okay. Do you think that's why I'm bald? Yeah, it's, you really should stop blocking the radon with the top of your head. You should go chin up sometimes. I am the mitigation system. It's all absorbing into your scalp to keep your hair away. Like, wait, you're so lazy, you never leave the house. It's like, well, every five minutes I have to go dunk my head in the radon bucket. Uh, Bob, how are you slowly dying? Faster than I'd like, but, you know, pretty slow, I guess, probably. I had to watch... Uh, uh, football games this past weekend that was depressing uh now we know who's gonna be in the super bowl can i just say the super bowl logo color conspiracy didn't come true it's it's red and red it's not red and what was the yellow it's the other color or purple whatever the Ravens couldn't do it, man. Well, maybe that's just because uh, the NFL was on to people knowing that it's all rigged and they decided, we gotta, oh, we gotta change up who goes there. Can't have the colors, match. What if we look back and there's some kind of Mandela effect in a few years where they've changed the Super Bowl colors to match and we're like, I swear they didn't match originally, but then they, it's like, oh, there they are. Red and... What happened? Hello? I what? Why did... Can you hear me? Suddenly my... A light went out and this... My headphones went out. That's not good. Unplug it and plug it back in. Unplug it and plug it back in. If for everyone listening, I am now rendered deaf, but I don't know why. Because my computer is still on, internet's still working. They can hear me, but I can't hear them. Bob's pointing at a mouse. Hold on. It's uh, what happened was I think I think the guys outside working on things blew us very specific fuse that is only like to one plug in this office. Control it. Control it. Look at this one. It's like a gold camo. Why are you, why are you showing your controllers? I, I can't understand you. The back of the controller? This one doesn't have the USB-C though, which is disappointing. Back, back. Xbox. USB. USB plug? The plug, plug a USB in. Oh man, okay, hold on. Let me, let me troubleshoot. Lenses. Oh my god, is that a Markiplier ass shot in 2024? Editors, you know you gotta do with that. What? Look look, look, look at Caveman Mark. <laughs> I gotta go check the fuse box. I'll be right back. The fuse box. So easy, a Markiplier caveman can do it. I'm sorry about your radon mitigation system, Wade. It's okay. I originally thought it was the sump pump, but it was a lot more concerning. That would, pr that would be very on brand, but also probably catastrophic for you. Well, we've had, as you know, snow and rain nonstop for like three straight weeks. So like, I was like, oh man, the sun pump is just being overworked right now. And it's probably like dying. Yeah. So it's funny. So where we, where we lived in California, we lived in the, in the Bay area, right east of the Bay. Like a lot of Mandy's coworkers, cause she still works the same job. She's works remote. All the rest of her coworkers mostly live in that area. And lately they've been like, oh, it's been so rainy. Oh, it's so rain. Mandy like checked the weather. It rained for like two hours yesterday and then was like 66 and sunny. And she was like, shut up. Shut your face. You don't even know what rain is. We've not seen the sun since before Christmas. <laughs> Mork? Okay. Hello. Yes, I can hear you now. Oh, hey, man. We were trying to tell you how to fix it. Was it? A yeah. Did you not get what we were telling you how to? No. Not at all. I have two battery backups in this office, but what doesn't make sense is the lights are still on, but those plugs aren't working. So there must be a separate fuse to some of these circuits. So like your go, your no, you don't have a go. What's your headset plugged into? What's your headphone? It's plugged into your computer. It's plugged into my speakers basically, but my speakers were on my battery backup, but not on the battery. It has a battery and a surge protector side. But what's even stranger is that battery doesn't say it's on battery, but it's on battery right now. Weird. Do you? need to reset your fuse box or are you good to finish the episode because like i don't i'm sure nothing bad will happen if we just push through i think i'm good because this like it, it it is just one plug and on that particular battery the worst that's going to happen is my monitors will turn off i have the other battery set up for just the computer itself if you feel like your power is about to go mark share your screen and we'll navigate your mouse pointer with our voices in my uh small talk news uh 
uh, I made an oopsie. Did you drop a lens? No, but a lens did get dropped. Uh, that's a separate story, too. Uh, so that, a totally separate thing is uh, I, I, I was driving back from, like, uh, me and Amy were getting some food somewhere, and we saw, like, this note from UPS, and it was like, oh, man, we missed a package. But I got closer to it, and when I read it, I, I'd never seen a handwritten note before from my UPS guy, and he, he said, like, uh, hello, and it had, like, failed attempt to deliver, but on the message it said, I'm so sorry. When when I tried to get this over the 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 fence, it rolled down the hill. And I'm like, it rolled down the hill? Oh no! Oh no! And then I looked <laughs> off to the side, and I realized, oh god, no! Because <laughs> it's not like it's a hill, it's just there's this kind of precipice that goes down off the way, and the box had just gone, and I have no idea where it is. <laughs> <laughs> The hell kind of UPS service you get? The guy just comes every every other day, at least a note like, "Sorry, I threw this one in the pool. Hope it's waterproof." It was very nice. It was it was a very nice note. It seemed very apologetic, and I looked it up. It was not that crazy valuable of a lens. It was okay. Someday in the future, some lens fanatic is going to come across a lens randomly in a box addressed to some random person found in debris on hillside. <laughs> in like five hundred years, there's going to be like the Minolta exhibit there's just gonna be that box unopened with like the lens inside where they scanned it and they saw and they're like it's preserved this historic artifact oh man amy's calling <laughs> man what is today i gotta go let her into the horse locks this is your day man <laughs> do you want to make any handshake deals while we're here well he's hosting how can we what deal can we make what if we make a really long play every win that I get from Mark. I will keep track of them and I will convert all of them into wins for you. And I will give you those wins. Okay, what do I do on the, what do you want me to do in the in the converse? I don't know, I was just gonna kind of offer that to you just as a way to like. I'll accept, I mean, I'm glad to accept. I feel like I, I need to offer something. What, do you want to offer, do you want to offer something? Uh-oh, we'll work on it, we'll work it out. Uh, so that actually wasn't the oopsie that I made. This is an oopsie that uh, no one will be able to relate to and people will be very like, ooh, how dare you, Mark? But I made an oopsie. For those of you who don't know, I make movies and stuff. So I keep up to date. That's kind of like the whole lens thing. Um, and I also keep up to date with camera equipment. So for the longest time, for the past few months, I had a sneaking suspicion that Red was going to release another camera. So Red, if you don't know, is a camera company. They make cinema cameras. Uh, they make pretty good ones. Heist was filmed on a Red. In Space was filmed on a Red. Iron Lung was filmed on a Red. Like, I like Reds. So I had a sneaking suspicion they were going to make a new one for a while. I, I had this suspicion because uh, the owner, like co-owner of the company, he has an Instagram account. And sometimes he posts cryptic clues leading up to it. He did post cryptic clues leading up to the Komodo X. I haven't been following that long, but it seemed, you know, he was posting like there. there's a certain image that he shoots uh, in like some farm area or some... Of the moon? No, it's of foxes. So there's foxes on his property and they're very cute. And usually when he takes a picture of him, it coincides with like he's testing for a new camera. Sure. And he started posting these pictures a while ago, and then nothing came of it. And then there was a few other clues, and nothing came of it. Now, this camera, usually, in the past productions, I've rented it, right? In, in the past three productions, it's been rented through the, the director of cinematography. And I was looking into getting my own because I'm like, I want to keep doing this. I don't want to, if I'm going to keep doing this, I don't want to always be renting. Because basically, you do two productions, you've paid the entire price of the camera itself. And I thought they were going to release a new one, and I was like, not going to. And then I needed to do some pickup shots for this movie, and I didn't want to keep renting. And I'm like, at this point, God, I'm just going to, I'm going to make the investment. I'm going to pay the big fee because it's an expensive camera. I'm like, because in the long run, I'm going to keep using the camera. I think it's going to last a while. I bought that January 8th. You know what occurred? January 20, like, 5th. Was it something about you? No, Red announced their new camera, the V-Raptor X. Oh. Well, you hadn't bought one in like two weeks, so that's good timing. <laughs> yeah. I goofed harder than I've ever goofed on a purchase in my life. Now, here's the thing, though. It was within 30 days of me purchasing it, right? So I was like, okay, here's what I'll do. I'll return it. I haven't even used it yet. Get a refund. It's within 30 days. Well, guess what? I bought it through B&H, and I like B&H. I've bought many things through B&H. In this particular item, they said it was non-refundable or non-returnable. Ah. And I was like, <laughs> but why? Here's what you do. Sign the camera and then go on eBay and sell your new Markiplier signed camera. 
you think I have many fans that are cinematographers? There's a big market for that. Big market for that, yeah. You're wearing the Unis Honest shirt, right? Memento Mori or write something cryptic that make people think there's a clue in the cameras to it coming back or something, and then sell the lie. These are incredible devious things, and I award you both many points for being so soulless. Or take out the lens from the camera and rehouse it and then just have more lens. Wait, I want I want your opinion. Side note here. How do you think a camera works? Well, you take off the cap. You press sure. the power button. Sure. Whatever the camera's facing, you see an image of. There's some settings buttons where you can change the blurriness, the closeness. <laughs> then you press a button, you get a photo. You hold a button or set it to video, it records a video. And the image reflect reflects through the lens. And then flips it upside <laughs> down, but your brain flips it the other way. But that's your eyeball lens. Yeah, did you know the whole world is actually upside down and our brains just flip it right side up? Can you believe that? And then battery, five years later, not as good as it was five years ago, but still works and charges. This doesn't last quite as long. And then every now and then you look and you're like, your AirPods are like 88%. They don't charge anymore. And then it's like, they should be fully charged by now. They've been in the case for hours. Why is it only 88%? I guess they don't get more charged than that. And it's like, I guess I got to buy new ones because now the charger, the case doesn't even work in that, that long. What does the AirPods have to do with the cameras? Oh, I don't remember. What was the question? Uh, you answered it. Points for you. Uh, so I'm currently in the midst of, depending on how this email exchange goes with BNH, I will either be singing BNH's praises on Twitter, or there will be a very scathing series of tweets. Today's episode of Distractable is brought to you by BNH. <laughs> Uh, and I know, I know it's not, it's not like the best thing to bully companies into doing what I want. Well, did it say not returnable or refundable when you bought it? Yeah, well, it did. Yes, that's the thing. I didn't. Okay, well, I think someone fucked up. I didn't notice that. And I, because I was operating under the assumption that, well, I didn't think I would need to return it, number one, because I didn't think there'd be a new one. And also, like, I understand the hesitancy of a company because a new camera just did just get released and I bought this one for full price. So it's really just like, I'm not really complaining. And it's like, it is, you know, it's not anyone's fault. It's an unfortunate circumstance. I just think that for something like this, you know, maybe it should be returnable. And that's how our business is should operate for things and you can't just be like not this one well and you had no idea where i was going to release a camera there was no clues i didn't know that yeah that's exactly right um so it is unfortunate but you know how it happens when new things get released it immediately makes the thing that you have terrible and bad and just awful you shouldn't use it because if you do use it it's bad so it was unfortunate that i i experienced that well that's not true you should see some of those minolta lenses from years ago they're better than some of the ones coming out now tell me more well, they've got focal length and clarity and hardness. Mark, I have I have things that, that are pandering that might earn me points. Okay, all right. Yesterday, for the first time in my life, I heard an explanation of shutter angle that made it make sense to me. Mark, you must be aware of Captain Disillusion. Yes. I, he had a new video yesterday where he talked about rolling shutter, shutter angle, bunch of stuff. That man is some kind of educational genius because he finally made me understand what the absolute shit shutter angle is about. And it's fascinating. You want to give a summary for everyone at home? Well, so it has to do, uh, this is probably going to be wrong in some ways, but it has to do with the fact that shutters used to be mechanical. Currently, digital sensors have a rolling shutter because there's no mechanical blockage of the light. It's just whether or not the individual pixels on the sensor, whatever they're called, are absorbed or not absorbing light and it goes and uh but mechanical shutter literally where there was film and it was like whoa you re you reveal the film and then cover it up and that's how you expose an image the mechanical shutter was a an actual it was rotational movement translated into uh like an on off switch basically and the angle of the disc that was used to trigger the opening and closing of the mechanical shutter in between frames of a video uh affected how quickly and for how long it exposed the film. And so it doesn't make any sense in modern cameras. And my only experience in actually using a camera is in digital, modern digital cameras of different types and cell phones and stuff where shutter angle doesn't mean anything. But I understand now where that comes from. It's kind of an archaic term, but it has to do with mechanical shutters. I thought it was fascinating. And I never, I never understood that in my life. And I had heard people talk about shutter angle and I was like, what the fuck does that mean? So, Bob, yeah, this is where I'm kicking myself even harder because, you know, the new V-Raptor that they just announced and released. Does it have universal shutter? Yeah, it's a global shutter. It's a full it's a full frame 
VistaVision Global Shutter. I think what I said made a lot more sense than what you guys are talking about. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Guys, I found another subscription. It's not even one. They keep coming. What? That's crazy. But that's okay, because I could use Rocket Money. Uh, <clears throat> Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money can help you have full control over subscriptions, have a clear view of your expenses. If there's anything in there that says, like, hey, please cancel this for me, don't press it. I'm going to go press all of those buttons. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash distractible. That's R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. Rocketmoney.com slash distractible. You should get that, Mark. It's probably important. Oh, no way. This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Everyone loves Mint Mobile, and it's time for more Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. If you say a word too much, it doesn't sound like a word anymore. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Did you know Mint Mobile has unlimited talk and text? Everyone knows Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows you can save with Mint Mobile. M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash distractible. Use distractible. Use the slash distractible. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash distractible. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month for the first three months only. Speed slower than 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. So that concludes small talk. And oddly enough, that segues not even close to perfectly to what I was going to ask to lead into the subject. So I'm going to posit a question. I'm going to posit a question to you guys. I was debating this a little bit. Oh, no. Oh, no. Mark, no. The beef, the beef, and the, the nothingness. No. Will we ever know what the question was going to be? I'm back. Good God. I didn't realize I thought the circuit that my other battery backup was on for my computer was on because neither of them were beeping. I don't know why. So power went out, but it's back up now and hopefully they don't trip that. I, I tried to explain to them to trip, not use whatever plug that didn't work when I turned back on, but they didn't speak English and my Spanish is not very good. Oh man. Yeah. No, I think this is the episode where uh, everything's going to go wrong. And, and if people are trying to imagine, imagine this as they're driving their car, please don't follow <laughs> anything that I'm saying. What's what what is happening now? Why is there yelling in the background? It's okay, they're just there to clean. Imagine you're driving. You both pull up to a stop sign at the exact same time. Who goes first? Person to the right. I mean, legally, yeah, really, I kind of judge. It's like, okay, are they letting me go or are they going to go? And after I wait a second, if they're not moving, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go. Yeah, so this is what I believed to be true, right? You come up to a stop sign at the same time, and the person on the right goes first, correct? That's that's what I believe, and I, uh, I was like, that's the rule. When you take the driving test, you do that. I think, yeah, now you're making me doubt it, but yeah. I know, because I always thought it was just like a thing where I was like, yeah, why doesn't people know that rule? So it's the right of way and apparently in some states that's not the rule the rule is you both go at the same time and whoever makes it through is allowed to keep going whoever survives wins Did i ever tell you guys remember i took my i was doing my in-car driving because you have to spend so many time so much time driving with like the trainer there was a point where we we're going down a hill and there's supposed to be a sign that warns you that a stop sign's coming up but someone had hit that sign and knocked it over so it was like in the ditch and i didn't see it and i was on an unfamiliar road i was going down this hill and then just all of a sudden like coming around this curve there was a stop sign and a four-way intersection i had no idea it was there and i was going like 30 miles an hour which was the speed limit down this hill and i uh, couldn't really stop so i just barreled through it and my teacher didn't deduct points because the sign that warned about the stop sign wasn't there so yes the right hand rule or the priority to the right is a right-of-way system that was actually adopted by the vienna convention on road traffic 
So it is a fairly ubiquitous rule, but I feel like not a lot of people realize that if you and someone else come up to a stop sign and you uh, have someone to your right, which is, is for some people, they have trouble orienting. Like, I don't know which way is on the right. It's like, it's actually very simple. If they're on your right, then they're the one. And if you see someone on your left, you have the right of way. But a lot of people come up, up to these stop signs, have trouble. Now, okay, close your eyes again. Not everyone listening, if you're driving, don't close your eyes, open them and watch the road very carefully. You're coming up to a stop sign. You're directly across from each other. No one is turning right. Bob, you're going straight. Wade, you want to go left. But you arrived at the stop sign at the same time. Who goes first? I have the right of way. I have the right of way because, God, I'm a thrill seeker and I want to get my adrenaline up. Okay. All right. Well, you're like 90% of the drivers I encounter in these situations. Uh, so it is still... Technically speaking, this follows a right-hand rule. Like, if there's someone uh, going left, left takes least priority. Right takes most priority, left takes least priority. Okay, now close your eyes again. How many points do I have? None on your license. You come up to a power out. Uh, you have no power stoplight. There's nothing happening. It's complete blank, but it's four different directions. People approach it at the exact same time. No one knows where they're going. No one's signaling. Bob, you're in the far left side. You're trying to go straight across the intersection. Wade, you're to his right, but you're trying to go left. And then there's two other random people that pull up to this stoplight. And you 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 actually look at them across the way and you see drool coming out of one. One's fully turned to the backseat, yelling at his kids, screaming. You you can hear them arguing from there. The kids are screaming back at him. Um, what do you do? I'm going left, so I can't. I don't go first. I'm waiting. What is the what's the correct thing? Probably because Wade's turning left, and we all got there at the same time. Probably me and the person across from me, if we're both going straight, get to go. There's no definitive answer other than Wade is last. The problem is if there's no signals, nobody knows that. So it's really just one side. Like you treat it like a four-way stop, right? So the rule is it's the same as a four-way stop. Yes. Yeah. But if you all actually get there at the first the and what I was gonna say is the reality is nobody knows you treat this like a four-way stop. So what you do is you don't pull out in the intersection until everyone else decides what they're doing and you can understand the situation because everyone else will get there and be like, oh, do I go faster? I must be faster if there's no lights. Because how it should work is one side goes, then to the right, go, 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 go. Like it goes in like a circle there, but really depends because I mean, realistically, no one's ever get there at the exact same time. It's always close enough, but the real thing is when you pull up to one of those and all three other directions already have cars at them and they're just sitting there. And so you're like, well, I'm last, but no one's doing anything. One of my earliest experiences driving around L.A. is, is you know, there's a lot of funky lefts that you need to make onto like three lane roads. And so I was sitting at a left and I was waiting to go, you know, I'm looking down at the traffic and there's people coming. It's a steady flow. There's gaps. But, you know, I'm I come from Ohio where it's like, I'll wait until there's a big gap and it'll be fine. And there's technically there's gaps enough that if I slam the gas and make it out, I could make it. This guy behind me was not having it. He he couldn't even see around the corner, but he saw like the gaps coming. Around. He starts laying in the horn on my left, like because I'm not turning left into the traffic. And he's just laying again and again and again. And it's not stop signs. This is continuous traffic. I'm like, well, dude. Dude, there's cars and so he without even seeing pulls out around me guns around to the left almost collides with someone starts doing that maneuver where he's like honk 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 and then and then and then goes there's no turn lane and i realize like oh you just do whatever the fuck you want here which brings me to my topic because i wanted to, i want to show you an article that i read that just kind of was odd. It took me by surprise. I don't even know how I found this article, but it's like this thing called repair driven news. Don't know what that means. But the headline was hydrogen fuel cell production ramps up flying cars considered in eight states. What? Does that, does that strike you as odd? I get I think I understand probably what the headline is about, but knowing what I know about the how close we are to flying cars being a meaningfully existing thing, I feel like that's jumping the gun a little bit. Our airplanes can't even stay together right now, much less flying cars. Damn. Well, I'm not wrong. Well, Boeing's not gonna want to sponsor the podcast now. Damn. <laughs> Are you looking to buy an airplane? Try Boeing. Are you tired of boring, safe air travel? Would you like to see what happens when a plug door blows out at 16,000 feet? Do you want to hear a Boeing and then a tink, 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 tink as all the bolts come out of your plane at 10,000 feet? In the article, 
There's something called the Switchblade. It is a three-wheel, street-legal vehicle that you drive from your garage to a nearby airport. Once there, the wings swing out and the tail extends in under three minutes, which feels like a slow extension but all right then you fly your registered aircraft directly to your destination at up to 200 miles an hour and 13,000 feet i was on the 485 trying to go to ventura but the traffic was just so crazy so i went to the clouds instead and then i just parachuted right down dude sky traffic is a whole other kind of thing holy cripes and that's why i started this with the stop sign discussion because people don't even know how most of the time there's bound to be so Someone at this intersection that does not know what to do when you approach the stop sign at the same time. I don't know about sky stop signs. <laughs> sky stop sign. We can't land right now because there's a high speed chase and the stop sign got knocked over. We've got no power up here to know who goes left. <laughs> you're in an airplane. You're like, I'm just going to cut across. Wait, what? What the shit kind of roundabout was that? What was that made of? I just go over the middle. Low air pressure. You guys better start blowing. Got a sky flat. <laughs> this is a plane <laughs> hovering in midair with one deflated wing, just like, ho, oh, oh. Guys got a spare wing in there? This uh, switchblade, it's not available just yet. I think it's still in early days. Um, but if you think about it, people can own planes. They can, they can register a plane. They can become a pilot. You can do the course. You can own your own plane. And you can fly your own plane. So long as you follow the rules, there's very established routes. You could have your own plane and fly. The big difference here is is that it's street legal so far, and you basically just drive to the airport and then fly it. It is, in a sense, it makes kind of sense. It does kind of make sense. Does it though? What kind of guardrails do you put in the sky for all the idiot drive flyers to protect literally everything? Yeah, well, so I have a couple things about this, but I want to start by by saying, but does it though? Because look, if you're, I'm assuming like you did, Mark, this is an expensive thing. It's not like you could you can buy a, a flying car for the price of a Honda Civic or something, right? Yeah, they say $170,000 is the estimated price. Okay, so let's presume someone who has a pilot license who wants to fly somewhere and also wants to have a car how is this not way worse than having a relatively affordable car that's a good car and a plane that's at the airport that you have to drive to anyway because then you have two of things that are both better at what they do than this one thing that i assume because it's three wheels is an only okay at car at best and i assume because it's shaped like a car it's not a great plane what about public transportation like buses and trains I, the, if you could take off from your own backyard or something, if this was like a vertical takeoff where you could get in your car and it would just go whoosh, straight up in the air and then you're flying a plane. Yeah. Because you skip the part where you have to go to the airport. If you have to go to the airport anyway, I don't feel like you gain anything. So I just want to throw this out there. In 2021, there were on average over 17,000 car accidents a day in the U.S. Imagine the damage that would happen if they were also fucking in the air. Well, so that's that gets to the other thing that I this immediately makes me think of. The idea that like, oh, you could just buy a flying car and then you'll own a plane essentially, right? Do you guys know how difficult it is and how much time it takes to get a license to fly anything yeah it takes six weeks you go you read the book you take the test you do the drive with the driver and then you got your pilot license yeah it's not like that at all it's and it's it's, it's different because each vessel you intend to fly you need to get some kind of specific specific training and certification i don't know the details but it it takes months if not years to get an actual pilot license where you are allowed to fly a thing by yourself from takeoff to landing so this this particular vehicle falls under a very specific circumstance it falls under the experimental home-built category of aircrafts so on their website they tell you that it requires be to be in this category it requires the person buying it they have to build exactly 51 percent of the vehicle themselves I, I don't like that that sounds good oh i love that yeah because everyone's an engineer who could build a plane don't worry they have a builder assistance program y you go to their manufacturing place 
and you, instead of needing to spend three to six weeks building and assembling your vehicle in your driveway with a lot of cursing, a lot of screaming, and a lot of tools broken, the Samson program allows purchasers to spend one week using automated building processes and simplified tasks to complete their portion of the vehicle construction process. <laughs> they hand you an iPad and they're like, just keep clicking next. More stuff is going to get bolted on automatically. You click next, though, and that counts as you building it. You're going to be forklift certified, so you you can move this shit around. Well, you could probably just get your pilot's license on the iPad while you're clicking next on the building of your airplane car. I didn't even think about that. I think we all think of the romanticized, like, idea of, like, I don't know, the Jetsons or something, people flying around in their cars, and it's all cool. Whereas to me, it's like having fucking missiles going around at all times, all day, every day, around everywhere. That sounds awful. Wade said the word! Jetson! Ding, 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 ding! He gets bonus points! You know why? This brings me to our next subject, which I think we have looked at before, which is called the Jetson. I've heard of the Jetson Bill. What is the Jetson? Bob, you were talking about how it would be great if you could take off from your backyard, right? Yes. So if the, the website that they have is called Jetson Arrow. Um, and if you want to see just the single most... Oh my God. Horrible oh thing to no, have the average I see person. this now. <laughs> the, the only screen in the cockpit is a phone on a stand. So I'm going to try to describe this for everyone listening at home. Imagine you have a drone. You, you got your normal drone. It's got four propellers just situated out. Scale that up. Now scale it up more in your mind. Now bigger. Now put like iron bars going over the middle of it and under it and now like put some white armor looking thing that probably doesn't do anything they're called fairings yes fairings yes uh make it so that if any one of these engines go out this whole thing plummets to earth um and then make it go a hundred kilometers per hour oh man well that's why it has to go so fast if you want to get anywhere you got to get up there and be like ah got it i was gonna say there's not even like room what do you what is this like wind turbine powered oh it's got a ballistic parachute with it so you're good oh perfect and and it's got carbon fiber, it looks like. It looks like a carbon fiber tub, so that's pretty sick. It's a roll cage with four of those fans you use to keep yourself cool when you're hot on it. To be fair, it looks like each corner has two individual brushless motors. There's a, a top and bottom propeller, so there are four corners with two propellers per corner right it does say it can fly safely with the loss of one motor i'm guessing that means one either the top or bottom of one of eight motors can fail and you're still totally good well the, there's nothing like the propellers stick out i mean this guy is like a foot off the ground if you scrape anything like yep. you're what you're hitting is your motor the thing keeping you up it's a good thing that in america we bury all of our power lines and none of them are exposed in the air yeah what would chopping that with a metal blade do nothing bad definitely not a lot of high voltage electric lines that's how you recharge your battery actually hey if you live in a big city you can just do like a, a board slide on a on the third rail on the subway charge it right up you just go down there like free charge so here's the thing about this also is i don't like helicopters i'm skeezed out by them big spinning blade i don't like it they don't have a good track record and stuff like that but that at least is a reliable way to have a spinning rotor fly you somewhere. I, do you, I don't even, I don't know how much you know about helicopters, Mark. A helicopter, if the engine fails and you're at whatever, some elevation a helicopter, it can fly on its own. A helicopter blade can auto-rotate, meaning it can generate lift without being motorized. The, a, a quadcopter does not fly mm -hmm. if those blades are not powered. It's very different. Or if you drop your phone and it goes and lands on the blades and they explode and your thing's on fire and you just go down. Hey, it's clamped into that glued on looking phone mount pretty securely. I'm sure it's fine. Uh, so with all this, you know, there's more great options than ever uh, to get flying cars in the hands. Just ride the fucking train. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
So with all this, there is legislation in places across the country that are actively involved in drafting bills aimed at streamlining the integration of roadable aircraft, roadable aircraft into existing transportation frameworks. Just because we all think we want a flying car doesn't mean we should have a fly. This is the Jurassic Park warning of we spent so much time wondering if we could. We didn't stop to think whether or not we should. We should not. I still I still want to say, I know you said the, the, the last one we looked at falls into a special experimental home built whatever, blah, blah, blah. I'm pretty sure you still need some kind of licensure for that. This is no, this is in no way a pathway to being like, any idiot who can buy a car can now buy a car that also flies. Good luck catching me to, to get, pull me over to ticket me with my 20 minutes of battery life. They'll just wait until you crash and die and then send the ticket to your surviving loved one. But this is the thing is like people nowadays, anyone can go get their pilot's license and fly. An ultralight aircraft can cost under $10,000. If people really want to fly and have their own plane, you have to pay, obviously, to like keep it at the airport and like I, I think you have to pay for like the space that it takes up and fuel. But if you learn and follow the rules, it technically is there. The minimum hours required for a pilot's license is 40 flight hours. National average is 60 to 70. If you fly two to three times a week, it might take three to six months. Um, for a commercial pilot license, it's obviously more, but there's also additional training and courses that you have to take and a lot of regulation. You can't just like get up in the air and like one hour, two hour, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you know, have like a, a co-pilot that's training you and stuff like that, flight school, learn about how to interface with the FAA. But okay, imagine all those regulations, throw them out the window. Okay. This is America. We'll do anything to not have the trains. Those damn demon machines that take away people's freedoms. How dare people try to get public transport and get in the way. Those disgusting oppression snakes will never bind our land. I need my car. I'm about me. <laughs> if I can't crash the train into whatever I choose, then I don't want it. All right, so everyone in America now has a flying car. Let's just say that, for example. What rules? What, 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 where, what are, what are rules? I don't know, man. I'm getting, I'm getting, uh, applying to every country on a temporary visa to take me in. I don't <laughs> care which one accepts me. I'm getting out. I mean, I think there would have to be, in the same way that there are roadways, I don't know how enforceable it would be. There would have to be airways where it's like, you have to stay within certain areas and maybe it's controlled by limit, feel like limits on the controls of the machines themselves. There are like maps and areas where they literally want won't go. Mm -hmm. I also think part of the rule should be that if you have a flying car, it basically has to be able to fly itself and your full your full extent of your control over it is to say, go to Starbucks and then it goes to Starbucks and you don't you don't have control over how it goes to Starbucks. It just goes to Starbucks. I think that that's like the really nice probable way to do that. But Wade, tell me how this this freedom hating person with his rules and not being able to control your aircraft. Tell me how he's wrong. Look, it's easy. If one person has it, everyone should have it. Every, in the Declaration of Independence, we all have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of flying our cars wherever the fuck we want, when we want. I think we get rid of licensing altogether, yep. uh -huh. and we just do the whole, like, I don't know, we just trust that, you know, you know what you're doing. If you get behind the wheel, someone taught you, you know what you're doing. And everyone should have to pay for this. How expensive is it to get your pilot license or your driving license? You have to maintain it. I think if we're going to have the freedom to the skies, we should just have the freedom to get it when Whenever. Start from birth. You get your first little flight thing whenever you're a baby. That way, you need milk in the middle of the night. You're not dependent mm -hmm. on mom or dad to get it. You get to the fucking fridge or the boob yourself. Are you saying inside the house? You fly your baby plane. <laughs> like, and you jump out of your baby plane with your baby parachute right towards the boob. Is that what this scenario is? The bed already knows you're coming because it's connected to the flight mechanics. So mom's rolled over and perfectly ready to receive baby. Mom's got a microchip in her? What the hell? Look, we're focusing too much on the baby. We gotta focus on the rest of the ages, too. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. All right, Bob. All right, I have a new version of my reality that I'd like to pitch. So there is still regulation, but the regulation is designed to benefit the person who exhibits the largest amount of freedom in their decision-making. Each flying vehicle <laughs> is equipped with a chip, and whoever acts the most aggressively wins in every interaction. No matter what is happening, you have to do 
do the most ragged edge, almost crashing to your death thing that you can do, the most free decision you could make. And if you are the one who does that, every other thing around you is either gonna be commanded to crash or just get the hell out of your way. They'll be stopped or they'll be driven into the ground. If you if you truly are free, you will be free to do whatever you so choose. And if you are not actually as free as you think, you'll learn your lesson and uh, you'll either learn how to be free or die trying. There's two settings in this. There's the safe setting where everything does what it's supposed to automate and gets you to your destination. And then there's the one where you have control of literally everything and nothing is controlled by computers. But we relabel them. It's boring and balls. Which one's balls? Balls is you got the balls to do everything yourself. You're controlling the spin of the blades, what speed each one individually is going at of all eight. You control how much power is going into them. You want to, you want a longer flight? Just don't give it as much power as it needs. You want a quicker flight? You go fucking all 100 miles an hour? I can go faster than that. You Are you talking about a gas pedal? I wasn't, but yeah, whatever. whatever. It doesn't have to be a pedal. Oh, right. It's a throttle. It's a tube testicles next to your thing and you and you know steering optional what if you just pull the whole fucking steering thing out and wherever you end up i like to think about life as instead of going to a specific destination i want to explore i want to see where life takes me so you take out the steering column and you land where you land and that's your destination for the day all right well i think we've solved this crisis everyone can rest sure that we've established the laws necessary to guide people uh the government doesn't need to do anything more we've figured it out all of ourselves um i'm sure someone was taking notes and everything will be fine. Unless anybody has any great statements to make. I feel like, I mean, as an addendum to mine, I feel like sharpening the blades would just be a good move. Just to 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 make it, you know, give you some wider elbows, so to speak. To use a racing term. You have that device like you have for cutlery on your, uh, your plane. So at all times you can sharpen as needed as you're flying. I, I just, I saw something and I, I have to share this uh, for everyone at home uh, who's not watching. I apologize because you're not going to get the full enjoyment. So you got the switchblade, right? $170,000. Beautiful image of you in the sky. Is wonderful. Yeah, your switch ship. <laughs> it's special. It just looks like the cockpit of a plane was cut off and had the wings strapped to it. Pretty much. It, it's got eh, that little bit of extra for, you know, just a little bit extra price at $330,000. Then you got your switch. <laughs> you got your switch plate <laughs> If you insist upon the ult ultimate function design, the limited edition vehicle can be created for your special desires. Individually crafted for each client, the LE Switchblade offers many choices for elegant interior cloth or leather, carpeting, trims of aesthetic metals, woods, and even insets of precious gems or stone. Enhanced sound system, heads up display security devices and protection, and, and smart glass windows are some of the many options available. Oh, yeah, my pilot seat is made out of ruby for absolute comfort. Is there another level or is the limited the top of the line? That's, oh, man, future models, you want the snowbird? Oh, here we go. The Trek model, which comes with laser firing weapons. You got your ski racks. You put your skis on the top of your, your freaking... Does that say heated pilot tube? No, it's heated petot tube. Oh, okay. What's that? Oh, man. Oh, what about the Aurora model? You know, this one's for uh, winter. This one's for winter. Uh, is the Snowbird one not for winter? That's a very confusing... No, it's for winter. The Trek model has the beefed up landing gear to make sure landing's actually somewhat safe. They'll probably sell some of those. I like to think that the 170,000 model is literally like... they don't give you any interior whatsoever it's just a steering wheel a folding chair absolutely i want to wait i want to show you more of the limited edition uh pictures so you have this one which is just oh man what a what an excellent photoshop that doesn't at all look very awful when you inspect it closer yeah this is a top-down view from above a flying plane with motion lines above a highway all the scuzz in the cars below did <laughs> lesser people um and then you got Ooh. this batmobile version it looks kind of like the front of a train got lost like there was a high-speed train and the and the front engine part was just like, nah, I'm out of here and just went on the road. I will say the dashboard of this thing, I love it. If a car looked like that, I'm into that. That's cool. Like retro futurist almost, like avionics stuff in it and like a big 
Tesla-y middle screen kerjigger. Like, very cool. I like it. It looks neat. The, all of the rest of everything attached to it? Nah. All right, anyway, that's, that's all for that. So, conclusion. Flying cars are the future. We've paved the way. Flying boats. It's a little late in the game to be changing up your stance. Sometimes late in the game is whenever you come out with the best. Fourth quarter, that's where you need to be at your best, and I'm saying flying boats are the way. I want my houseboat to have wings. I feel like the world already settled on boating planes instead of planing boats, and that's pretty much where that ended. Disagree. There are plenty of planes that boat pretty good. I want boats that plane pretty good. I want my houseboat or my pontoon to spit out some wings and take off from the lake. Wait, I have a better idea. To match the chill vibes of the pontoon boat, it should definitely be a hot air pontoon. Normally those hold a little basket. How big does the balloon have to be to hold a boat? A lot, lot of balloon. Very balloon. <laughs> Maybe it's like six balloons all hotting. It's like the Macy's parade, but just your pontoon going up. It's like Tears of the Kingdom. You just got to keep putting more fire and more balloons on. There'll be enough lift eventually. All right, so here's the deal, guys. The, the score is actually tied. I was giving points throughout the episode. So I have my, my Riverside crammed over to the side all three of us are stacked on top of each other i'm gonna extend the window out and whoever's on the right of the other person is going to win because they have the right of way out of curiosity we're stacked vertically am i on top or is weight on top of the stack of us uh i feel like if i say that it'll give away well i'm also pretty sure i joined the call first which will put me on the left because that's how it organizes so let me leave the call and come back real quick and then we'll do it <laughs> no no you can't leave you can't leave this is how it goes okay for those i i don't know if this will spoil it but this won't change what mine is right now in riverside our webcams are stacked i'm on top it's Wade, then Bob. Oh, wait. Actually, wait. I think that means you might win. Stretching, stretching, stretching. It's not moving. Oh, oh, and it's Bob's on the right. Can't believe it. He is. What do you mean? No, I, 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 I knew I said that's how it was going to work from the start. I was in the call first. That's why I'm on the left. <laughs> I liked your strategy, Mark. I thought that was very novel of you to try something new. Listen, Wade, it's not favoritism. That was as fair as it gets, and the score was literally tied up. Finish the damn episode. Wade, we had a discussion during one of the many times where Mark was no longer with us, and I stand by what we talked about. I would like to give you a chance in front of God and Mark to offer me something in return to make that deal final. Uh, you wanna go grab dinner sometime soon or something? I'll buy. Sounds good. Bet. I'll do I'll do all the stuff I said and that you owe me a dinner. And to be fair, I want to say you can trigger it whenever you want, but there will be a cutoff at the end of the season of the show. It feels good to win, Mark. I think you're going to enjoy what's going to happen. And Wade is definitely not going to enjoy it, and you can count on that. All right. Good. Winner speech. I feel like I've said what there is to say for loser speeches. I've had a lot of them recently, all undeserved. And I've got nothing more to add. I'll let uh, the community speak for me. All right, the community will speak. Uh, thank you, everybody, community-wise, for speaking in what elegant words you have. I'm sure they're elegant. I'm sure they're words. Uh, Bob, uh, I'm scared. You're gonna, you're gonna enjoy it. It'll be fine. All right, I'm not scared anymore. Thank you, everybody, so much for watching. Sorry about all the technical problems, except that I'm not sorry. All right, have a good one. Podcast down.